Unconventional Advice acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, Bungjalung Nation of the Yugambe language dialect. I would like to acknowledge the elders, past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This is Unconventional Advice with Ricky Farrelly, the podcast that helps you navigate your 20s and everything that life throws at you. It's real life university where we talk money, career, relationships and all the crazy shit in between. Your 20s is a fucking wild time, and let's be honest, no one has a clue what they're doing. So, before we get into it, just a disclaimer, I'm not a professional, every topic discussed is purely based off my personal experience and opinions, and if you're really struggling or need some serious advice, please seek the help of a professional because that is definitely not me. Now, let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Ebb and Flow. Ebb and Flow is an activewear brand inspired by the Gold Coast and made for every ebb and flow of life. They have the comfiest bike pants, sports scrubs, and singlets that I've ever worn. And trust me, being a personal trainer, I've tried pretty much every activewear brand out there. I love them because they're squat-proof, sweat-proof, and my all-time favorite because the pants don't ride up during your workout. They have limited stock, so go and grab yourself some before they sell out. Now, let's get back into the episode. All right. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Unconventional Advice. Today, we are doing an interview and I am joined by John. Hello, how are we? So, we are going to start with your wildest story. So, what is your wildest story that's ever happened in your 20s? All right, straight off the bat. Uh, Wildest story from the 20s would definitely be... um, Okay, so, I'm in a band, Catchpole. Uh, We were playing uh, a gig at the Flying Cock in Fortitude Valley. Um, (laughs) Which... Is a club, guys. And the gig was called Top of the Cop. Um, <laughs> I think that's what they always call, like, their big shows. They always call it that. So, we were there. At this point, um, I was doing a lot of, like, long-distance running and uh, probably not eating enough to fuel that sort of stuff. But um, And I was doing, like, far. I do I do fast still, but I was like doing, 25Ks like... Like, 25Ks and stuff, yeah, Like, huge. Yeah. 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 I was doing, like, like, intermittent fasting. I still do that, but, like, at this point, it was, like, probably taking it to the extreme on top of running like huge distances and yeah it was just uh it was one of those days I was like I didn't find an opportunity to eat in the time between uh training in the morning preparing the car and taking all the gear up to Brisbane by the time I got to the venue and then I was like oh I don't want to eat before I sing because then I'll have like greasy throat and I don't know if you've ever experienced or you probably don't know what that's like but when you try to (laughs) sing like even if you just did it now if you were to eat like a steak cooked in oil and then try to speak, you get that little <clears throat> in the back of your throat. Yeah, so I was like, right. I'm not doing that. I want to have a good, yeah. you know, a good performance. Um, so I didn't eat, got there, didn't drink the whole show. Afterwards, went out and said like, hello to everyone. Thanks for coming, all that stuff. And I thought, yep, yeah, sure, I'll get something to eat now. And then everyone goes, no, nah, we're going to Birdie's. We're going out. So I went, oh, can I get something to eat before we go? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get something on the way. No one stops with me as we're going. And I don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to lose the crew. So we get to Birdie's and I get up the front of the line. 
Actually, no. So keep in mind, just before this, I've realized I'm not going to get enough time to eat at the place before we leave. Yep. So I've started drinking. Yeah. I've already started drinking. I've started pumping some drinks. If thinking, you can't have a kebab, just start on the vodka sodas. Legit. Legit. So I started pumping some bevies and... Yeah, by the time we get to birdies, I'm a little bit like out of it. I'm a little bit like, oh, I'm feeling it now. And I'm thinking I'll eat something straight after this and then maybe I can save myself. Uh, That was not the case. (laughs) We got um, uh, my guitarist Liam's girlfriend, Siobhan, runs to the front of the line. She's already in there, sees me and goes, John, John, I was looking for you. You'd be perfect for this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she grabs me by the arm, drags me in. I barely get my license back off the secchi as she's like <laughs> snatching me. She runs me through this uh, through this club, flings me on stage. And the, this like announcer guy looks at me and goes like, all right, so do we all understand the rules? And I was like, what's going on? And I look around. I just got like, here. <laughs> yeah, legit. I look around. There's like six other dudes on the stage, yeah. like all like Brazilians and Spanish dudes. And I was like, what's going on? And the guy goes, you're going you're gonna to strip. So like whoever strips the best to this music. So I'm like, what? And I'm looking at uh, Nicola, my girlfriend, and Liam, the guitarist, Archer, everyone in the band. And I'm like, uh, okay, lol. <laughs> like to my girlfriend, uh, can I <laughs> yeah. do this? Yeah, legit. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, do it. And I was like, all right, mad. So the thing starts and, yeah, long story short, I won. Classic. $100 drink voucher. <laughs> I'm like, sweet, we're laughing yeah. for the night. Like what I'll do, I'll go out and eat something. I'll come back in and yep. I'll start pumping the bevies. Someone goes, someone yells, guys, we're going somewhere else. <laughs> like we're going to another place. Uh, we've got to leave. So I run to the bar and I go, all right, well, I'm not going to use this at any other time. Yeah. I'm going to get all the drinks. I ask Nick what she wants. I don't know, she said vodka soda or something. So I think I got her two of those. And then I just went ham. I went like probably like four vodka Red Bulls, two, you know, Scotch and Coke Zeros or whatever, and just pumped like six or eight drinks, just like ran the tab down. And the guy was like, yep, nothing left. (laughs) So I was like, sweet, all right, awesome. Sculled all that, walked out the door, turned left, blacked out completely. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the end of my night. Yeah. Was really yeah. was really gearing up for a good one, but um yeah. <laughs> and where'd you wake up? I woke up in the Chinese like <laughs> oh not Chinese, uh that's the Chinatown. I woke up in China. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um not not quite that extreme. I yeah. woke up in the uh the Chinatown Medical Center in Fortitude <laughs> Valley, like laid out completely like next to a bucket of vomit Ooh. and was like, Oh, what's happened? What's happened? Nick's sitting there with me and she's like she just looks like hilariously disappointed <laughs> like just like oh, what a disaster this guy yeah. is and i'm like oh what's happened what's happened she's like i lost you at birdies and then i found you like floating through the valley just absolutely blind you had no idea where you were and then you fell over like into a bin and started throwing up in it and that's basically where we stayed until like the red frogs came and got you yeah <laughs> i didn't have i couldn't find my license my oh license was really gone. did yeah. you have to get the new one uh yes oh. That's yeah. worse. So, and I'm pretty sure someone tried to use my ID that night because I really? found this. I found this out later on. Oh, I got God. banned from like RSLs <laughs> and stuff. No, someone told me they were like, they were God. like, this this license has been flagged for something. And I went, what? And they went, here's a photo of this guy, and there's a photo of some random dude who tried to use my ID what? to get into clubs and stuff that night. 
Oh my so God. I was like, lol, did someone like rob me while I was Holy absolutely shit. trashed? But I have no memory of anything. I mean, anything. you probably could have been because, yeah, I mean, if you were that blacked out. Yeah, that's the ideal time to do it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's the craziest story I'm willing to disclose. That is pretty wild. I love the strip part too that your girlfriend was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a stripper for sure. Oh, 100%. So we'll get into like who are you and obviously like part time stripper. What else? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, I'm John Aello. Uh, Is that how you say it? Yeah, Aello. <laughs> oh, and it's actually I L O, but oh. it's just easier for Aussies to say Aello. In my head, you know, when you read someone's like Instagram, mm, like- mine was just like. Aioli. Yeah. yeah. I literally read John Aioli. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Aioli is yeah. what I had on the back of my grade 12 jersey. Yeah. That just, makes way more sense. Yeah. I feel like you should just change your last um, name. Yeah, I'm not going with the creamy sauce, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, first and foremost, uh, I am a performer. I have been singing in my band Catchpole for the past five years. Which I just found out about just five Just found out. Ago. Yes. Terrible um, podcast host. Yes. Um, I've been like doing musical theatre. I was singing in choir from like grade two. Like I've always just been that that way inclined. Nowadays, my like performance is more tailored to, yeah, obviously the band and also fighting, MMA. So I'm an amateur bantamweight fighter at the moment. Just had my last fight on July 16th. Um I won via rear naked choke oh, in the second <coughs> round. Just wanted to let you guys know that he did win. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Dominant fashion. Yeah, dominant. Just, just won. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, um, that's 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 me. That's you. Lovely. So you got a lot going on. So let's talk about like what. Like, what do you do with the fighting? Because I know that this is going to be, I know probably people are being like, why are we talking about this? This is so so random. But the reason I want to talk about this is because I feel like although it is niche and I mean, being in a band isn't that niche. Not mm-hmm. No, no, that's I'm fine. Not take take a, a shit on me. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like, obviously. Everyone's in a band. Everyone's in a band, John. I'm not in a band. So mm. this is the closest I'm going to get. Mm. But. Obviously, like, fighting and stuff, that's not the most, like, that's very niche. But the thing I kind of want to talk about is how, like, you obviously have set your mind to do something and you've become really successful at it. And I kind of want this to be, like, a takeaway for anyone if they're thinking about doing anything, even in your 20s, um, when you're a little bit older than you would be kind of starting a hobby, like lots of people start when they're, like, five years old, Mm -hmm. but that you can, like, actually do it and how to set your mind to it and how to kind of overcome barriers and whatever. So let's kind of talk about it. So tell me about the fighting. Like, what do you actually do? Do you get paid for it? Like, tell mm-hmm. me all about it. Okay. I will tell... Yeah, I'll tell you everything about it. Um, so in terms of, like, how I got to it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get into it? How old were you? So, look, I only started training MMA just over a year ago. And what is MMA? Sorry. MMA is mixed martial arts. Okay. So that's a combination of uh, striking, yep. wrestling, you know, grappling. It's it's just every every art, like, every martial art form... Right. It's like anything goes. Like karate and everything? Uh, right? Yeah, you can. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's there's elements of everything. And that's like, like where people talk about like styles and stuff like that. Right. People people fight very differently depending on what their background is and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but mixed martial arts blends it all, you know, right. in okay. one. Yeah. But um, the way I got into it was, look, honestly, I was interested in fighting from when I was like five. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, I want to do boxing. I want to do this. But my parents, I had ADHD and my parents were very like, 
hesitant yeah because they didn't understand that it would have been a really good creative outlet where i would have been able to expend a bunch of that energy yeah they thought no no he's <laughs> gonna start punching more kids <laughs> because he knows how to throw them yeah, correctly totally which um in hindsight look i don't blame them yeah because i was uh i was that kid that like if someone was like annoying me and wouldn't like piss off i would just like throw hands yeah so, yeah, um, I understand where they were coming from. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that was just misunderstood energy. But uh, in terms of how I actually got into it, look, I wanted to do it for ages. I got a mate in, like, grade 11, 12, uh, Sam Irvine. Um, you've met him, actually. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and we started, like, we said, like, oh, let's let's not go to a gym. Let's just, like, spar. Let's, let's like, hit pads and spar and see if we can figure out the way, like, it, it feels to, like, move around in front of someone. And sparring is, like, fighting, right? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. simulated fighting, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not, like, as hard Yeah. Like, if you do it correctly. Yeah. But it is, um, yeah, you're trying to hit and not get hit. It's the same yeah. as a fight. Yeah. Um, so we were doing that for ages, learned that a bit, and then I started, like, occasionally sparring with people who trained out of MMA gyms, like Puma or... Um, Heartbreak conditioning is another one. Okay, yeah. So I started getting like some rounds in with them. And how old were you at this point? Sorry. And this is like 18, 19? Yeah. 17, okay. anywhere from, yeah, 17 to 19, 20. And then yeah. when I was 21, I started training jujitsu with Southside. Um, under Diego Queros. Yeah. Um, so he's quite well known, hey. Uh, well, to, to me, he is. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. in jujitsu, yeah, yeah, he's um he's a black belt and um national champion last year. Yeah. Oh no, this year. Yeah, it was this year. Wow. February, yeah, yeah national crazy. champion black belt. Um, once I started learning from him, that's when like the switch flicked, and I was like, oh yeah, I got to do, I've got to do MMA. And I've yep. got to actually compete. How old is he? He is 27, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he's um a great mind to learn from. Yeah. And I realized, because I, I just started doing jiu-jitsu, because I just like was passionate about it. I was yeah. passionate about it as a hobby. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started learning from him, I realized, oh, wow, I can absorb knowledge quite quickly yeah. if I'm listening to the right teacher or I'm like learning from the right teacher. And the second I was able to apply stuff and I could see progression so quickly. So I trained with him. For a year, I still train under him with yep. Southside. Um, but yeah, after a year there, um, it's just gone. We've just gone over a year now that I went to combat okay. in Varsity and I started training under and that's Darcy like Vendy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the MMA gym that I train out of. Right. Okay. Where, yeah, we train everything like wrestling, jujitsu, uh, yep. striking, all that. Yeah. Okay. And. That was after working full time for a year. I'd saved up enough money, and I was like, I can actually fund this training. Yeah, because it okay. is quite expensive. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I got into that. And in terms of what I get paid at this point as an amateur, I don't get paid okay. anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, you rely on the kindness of uh, strangers at this point. Yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Hey guys, just quickly interrupting this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Minimade. Minimade is a small Australian business that creates unique and beautiful handmade earrings. All of their products are made from polymer clay and hypoallergenic materials. They are delicately crafted in small batches to ensure the best quality. Minimade believes that jewelry is more than just gold and silver. It's a way of self-expression and that comes in all shapes, sizes and colors. I was lucky enough to get you guys a discount code for 10% off. It's unconventional 10 at the checkout for 10% off. That's unconventional 10 at the checkout, one use per customer. 
The link is in the show notes. Now let's get back into the episode. So obviously you've kind of gotten into all of this kind of stuff. Like what is your kind of goal? Like do you want to move into more professional stuff? Like is that your goal? My end goal is to be the UFC bantamweight champion. Okay. So that is that is that is a, a few a few years away because yep. I am only on my second amateur fight. Yeah. Um I'll probably have a few more amateur fights, then I'll turn professional. Yeah. Um and then from there it's just a matter of getting the wins together, the performances together where you get an opportunity like something like uh, the Contender Series. Oh, I don't know any. I feel bad, guys, because John and I are good friends, but I just like his Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, like, I honestly, I don't know anything. I'm so sorry. Don't feel bad. It's not something a lot of people know about. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a very, like you said, it's very niche. It is, a, it is a very niche thing, UFC, MMA. People don't really, unless you're into it, you're not into it. It's like. Yeah, know, NRL or something. I don't know. No idea about that either. Yeah, neither. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Contender Series is something um, Dana White has uh, as a... It's like a feeder show for the UFC. So you come on, you have a fight. If your performance is good, you get a UFC contract. Oh, like wow. Shannon Ross, who's like Australia's top flyweight or like one of Australia's top flyweights, um, just had a fight. Um, he actually lost the fight. Oh, but really? It, he was struggling with appendicitis. Oh, like okay. he had like like a ruptured appendix or whatever it was, like yeah. he, he and he didn't realize, but he wow. fought through that, had like a mad scrap with this other guy, so he still got a contract. Wow! Even in losing, his performance was just like that gutsy. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I did not know that could you could get it from that. So mm. that's like your goal. Uh that's that's one that's one yeah. route that yeah. you can get. Um, yeah. that's obviously a great opportunity. Yeah, because it's you're literally fighting in front of Dana White, the president of the UFC. Wow! And if he likes you. And he obviously liked Shannon, which he should. No one more deserving. But yeah, that's a that is a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. That is crazy. Wow. Okay. So now I kind of want to talk about like how do you have to train for this? Like, because I've seen you train, obviously. So mm-hmm. just for a little background, John does um, like part time work at. Is it like kind of part-time? It's technically casual, technically. but it's part time hours, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic like every job um so he is a receptionist at good life and i used to work there as a pt so i did a lot of my boxing sessions and john would be like training next to me we had this like big arena and obviously i saw how hard you trained and you were in there pretty much every day that i was there and i was there very early in the morning and you were there very early in the morning and i saw how hard you were training so i kind of want to talk about that like once you've decided like okay this is kind of what I want to do like how did you mentally prepare for it and how do you prepare for it because it looks like looks fucking hard to be honest (laughs) (laughs) yeah look it's um it's definitely not for everyone um it's I don't know if I mentally prepare for it it's not you know that whole like oh motivation yeah it's not motivation it's discipline yeah that whole concept that's all it is like that's all I know I know my like and I'm very scheduled so like yeah I train certain things on certain days and that's not, that's non-negotiable. Like right. that's, that's how I do it. Yeah. So if I wake up and I don't feel like I really want to train, that doesn't matter. I'm still going to go in. I'm going to train like, like I'm fighting someone. Being a PT as well. I know that there's definitely days like I'm not motivated and it's like definitely the discipline part of you that you need to, you know, you need to just push yourself and go. And But what actually keeps you like 
what is the discipline part? Like, you know, if you wake up and you're like, fuck, like, I do not want to do this this morning. Like, what actually keeps you going? Well, like I said to you before, I'm like, I'm incredibly competitive. Yeah. There's nothing that drives me more than like competition. So for me, like I said, it's non-negotiable. I wake up and I think, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. In the back of my head, I'm like, but would, would the person I'm fighting not do this or would they just do it? Yeah. So I don't, I don't care. I don't care what they're going to do. I'm going to do it. So regardless, I'm at an advantage yep. or at least even yep. like that's, that's the way I look at it. So your opponent, you're kind of thinking they're probably up right now training. Like I need to be up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And even if they're not, that's just, that just means I'm doing better. A hundred percent. And if I'm doing better, I'm performing better. And if I perform better, then I'm the winner. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah. I mean, that is like a good mentality to have. I kind of want to also get into now, how do you train? Because we were kind of talking about this like off air before about, you know, you being in a sauna and like, like I've seen you do some of the crazy shit and holy shit, honestly, I couldn't do it. But Mm -hmm. like, what do you have to do? How do you prepare for a fight? So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty grueling. Um, I, it's a mix of like gen like basic conditioning yeah like i don't know i do a lot of running specific work in terms of like skill-based stuff like hit pads and like wrestling obviously like you have grappling scenarios that sort of thing um yeah it's a mix of conditioning i don't really do any weights or anything like that you get you get that work from proper rounds of wrestling and grappling like that's the strength you need so you don't do any gym strength workouts anything not really the only thing i do uh dabble in is knees over toes i've done knees over toes the zero program for the last 12 weeks okay which is to strengthen the tendons and ligaments in your knees and stuff like that and that's that has been leaps and bounds like that has helped leaps and bounds yeah yeah but um in terms of the other training it's Every time you've seen me in there, like, hitting the bag and stuff like that, that's yep. just training that, like, explosive conditioning. Obviously, there's sprints yep. um, on the assault bike or, you know, treadmill, whatever. Um, but it's, it's a it's a six days a week thing. I was going to say, so how many times a week are you doing this? Um, so, yeah, I'll probably train three, anywhere between three and four sessions a day for six days. That's crazy. Sunday is... Um, Sunday is supposed like it's supposed to be recovery day. Yeah. I usually just go for like a long run, somewhere between sixteen and twenty two k's. <laughs> sixteen yeah. and twenty two k's. Yeah, that's more than I've run in my whole life. Yeah, but that's um, wow. that's not an intense run. Like that's yeah. a that's a cruise, you know. And that's your supposed day off. Yeah, but it's not that's like crazy. I'm not redlining the body or anything like that. Yeah, so okay. it still does count. To me, I'm like, oh, that's active rest. Yeah. And if you eat well and you sleep well, your body recovers well enough that you don't... I don't think you need a full rest day where you don't do anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, you know, like, obviously you are training for something as well. So it's like you kind of need to put, like, your boundaries in and go, do I really need a rest day or can I do that, like, active recovery? That's exactly right. Yeah, wow. And so then before the fight, so we were talking about water off air before like talk to me about that like what kind of water stuff do you have to do what do you have to do with all of that okay so you're talking about the water load yeah water load remember that terminology water load load. gotcha all right so obviously you get the date of the fight and you have to make weight okay what does that mean so technically bantam weight is 61.2 kilos with a 500 gram allowance if it's not for a championship so 
So you have to be exactly 61.2. You can much. with the 500 gram allowance. So you could wow. be 61.7. That's yeah. the heaviest you can be. That's um, crazy. So I weighed in at 61.5 for yeah. my last one. I did make 61.2, but then I was like, my coach was like, have 200 mils of water and you're still on weight. And I was like, yeah. oh, yes, water. Wow, um, yeah. But yeah, so the way it goes, you progressively lose weight in the lead up and then on fight week, you do what's called a water load. Yeah. So you pump, for me, anywhere between 9 to 11 litres of water a day. So you just want to be peeing the whole time, basically. Yeah. Um, it's got like an IV drip in. Yeah. Yeah. You have no salt. Um, tough. You have very minimal food. It's like very keto, but the calories are up. So it's around the 2,500 calorie mark is just for like maintenance, I guess. Well, not maintenance, yeah. but like it's basic, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's a base level of food to consume. Yeah. So it's like lean meat, avocado, or fatty meat and avocado. Right. Like um, no carbs, nothing no car- to retain water. No carbs, no salt uh, yeah. for the most part. In the yeah. in the ver- very early stages, like Monday, Tuesday, yeah. if weigh-ins are on Friday, you cut the carbs on Tuesday. Right. Okay. So Sunday, Monday with rice and veggies, and then Tuesday onwards, none of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, pumping in all the water. So you're just deplete. You're depleting your body of all the carbs, all the salt, all the fluid, like all the fluid. You try to just get yeah. it all out of your body. And there's uh, there's two ways to do it. You can do it on the Thursday night and the Friday morning, or you can just do it on the Friday morning. Yeah. But you basically do the the sweat out at the end. Okay. So for me, on the Thursday night with a bunch of uh, or with a couple of my other teammates, we did uh, the we had the bath running. And we also had the sauna suit. So the sauna suit, right. or not sauna suit, sauna tent. It's like a little box that you sit in. Oh, wow. Okay. And it just comes up to your head. It's Jeez. easier to stay in there because your head doesn't get hot. Yeah. But um, yeah, you sweat in there for however long and then you get wrapped up under towels and you just sweat for the rest of it. I think I ended up sweating at about four kilos. What? Yeah. I did the Thursday night probably two i think i did two kilos and then the following morning actually yeah the following morning i did one and a half how long are you in there for in the bath or in the towels in the well both okay so it'd probably be like anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes in the bath at a time depending on how on how easily you sweat because some people don't sweat easily yeah yeah. i'm quite lucky i do sweat pretty well so i think i did 20 minutes in the bath then like 20 minutes under the towels and then, oh, you know, shit. 30 minutes in the sauna suit and then another 25 minutes under the towels the first night. And then the next day it was probably something similar. I think I only wow. had to do... Yeah, I didn't have to do much in the morning. I just did the 20, 25 minutes in the... No, 20, yeah, 20 minutes in the bath and then 25 minutes under the towels and I was done. That's crazy. So is the point of that to get out all of your excess water? Like, is that the whole point? It's... Yeah, it's it's... Look, it's it's a manipulation of your body weight. Yeah, right. I don't weigh sixty one point five kilos. Yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. So that sweat out is to literally just get the weight off, so you can make weight wow. at the agreed upon weight, and then rehydrate. That is wild. Yeah. So, so once you make weight, then are you just thirsty as fuck? Like, are you so dehydrated? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's a really weird feeling of like, yeah. I just want to drink everything yeah or like yeah because you're not hungry or anything even though you're still you're very malnourished at this point as well but all you yeah all i know 
And you can like you can actually trick yourself by just putting a bit of water in your mouth and just rinsing it around. Oh, really? And then spit it out. Like wow. I did that probably like four times during this whole process. Wow. Because I was just like, I need some fluid in my. I need to feel that non-dry mouth thing. Holy but, moly! Yeah, it's it's a very draining thing. But once you've made weight. That's honestly that that feels like the fight. Like yeah. you feel that that's the fight. The yeah. rest of it is fun. Is, yeah, because you get to go in there and do what you've trained for. Wow. But um, yeah, it's. I don't want to say it's horrible. Like because yeah. it sounds horrible, and it, and, and, and in theory, like torture. in theory, it is torture. Yeah. But it's like the payoff is yeah, the exceptional. A hundred percent. So. How close to your fight do you have to make weight? Is this a few hours before? Is this a day before? Lucky for us, um, this fight in particular, the weigh-ins were at 11 a.m. the yep. day before. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah, you get a full day plus a bit more of rehydration. Oh, that's um, good. So, yeah, but you have to be very careful with your rehydration. You want to sip fluid over a long period of time. You don't want to skull heaps. Because that's how your body goes, like, what is going on? It starts cramping, and then you start pissing out stuff. Oh, shit, okay. And you're actually, like, making the process worse. Yeah. Um, so this time, compared to the last time, I followed the protocol very um, very strictly. Yeah. And my body felt amazing. I put on 11 kilos. Oh, wow. Yeah, in a day. What? So, yeah, I, when I fought, I was... What? I thought you had a week, and I was like, okay, that's a lot. In no. a day? Yeah. It was wow. from the Friday at 11 a.m., to the Saturday at like four or five when I fought. Holy shit. I was, yeah, 11 kilos heavier. So 61.5 and then I was like 72.3 <gasps> or something. What? Yeah. And is that, did you start having carbs? So obviously, because mm. carbs hold water, is that what you started to do? Yes. And yeah. and that's what I mean. Like it is a manipulation of your body weight yeah. when you're doing that whole sweating and salt and carb. Because the second you put that stuff back in your body, it absorbs all the fluid. Wow. And then you feel like a person again. <laughs> wow. It's like you're just like a like sultana and then you just come back into a grave. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Holy moly. That is really, really wild. Mm. So, wow, there's obviously, like, a lot of preparation. So, I want to talk about how are your family and friends? Like, obviously, you making this decision, like, it's a big financial commitment, which I want to talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like, that's – it's a lot of work for you to be doing. So, how do your friends and family kind of support you through this? And I wanted this to sort of be, like, you know, for everything as well. Like, you know, for someone who's kind of – even, like, me when I'm doing this podcast, like, my family and friends are really supportive, which was amazing. But how were your family and friends taking on this new adventure? Yeah, no, 100%. I, I'm very lucky to have friends that are interested in the sport. Yeah. And they've seen me for years and they've always, like – I don't know, like, even they were all at, like, a lot of my mates were at the fight. Yeah. And they saw, I saw footage of them after, and I can just tell they're, like, so happy for me. Yeah. And they are so supportive. They're, like, they think I'm a lunatic because they're, like, why are you doing this weight-cutting stuff? Like, yeah. all this training. They're just, like, Ugh. they just don't have that competitive drive that I do, so they don't get it. But at the same time, they're, like, well, that's what's going on in his head, so... At least let's he's doing it. it. And like, yeah, let's get behind it. Yeah. And let's have a good night when he wins. That's amazing. So that's where I am on that front. Um, Nick, my partner, um, yeah. she took a little bit longer to warm up to it. This last fight was actually a huge turning point though because she saw how much work I put in and I've had the conversation with her many times. I was like, you look, you need to... You need to get on board because this isn't going to change. Yeah, like I'm going to I'm going to be I'm doing, doing this. this yeah. yeah. And 
yeah, for ages she was like, oh, but like do anything else. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah, but no, this is not, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I'm set on this. I'm someone that when I set my mind to something, like that's, that's my obsession. Yeah. So that's where, that's where all that, yeah, again, comes back to the discipline and stuff. Like I'm obsessed with being the best at this. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can. So she is now very supportive. Like we did a tester. She came to this fight and I wanted to see how she'd react. And that would yeah. gauge whether or not I'd have her at other fights. The boys that were there, like my mates, were like, she loved it. She was so into it. She was screaming oh, for you. yeah. Which is wild because I wasn't expecting that. Well, it would be hard, like, to watch your partner just be absolutely, like, beating the shit out of. Mm. I would absolutely die. Mm. I mean, did you watch Friends? Uh, I've watched parts bit. of it. I, I'm not I'm not hooked on it like not everyone hooked. else is. Though. I was more of a Seinfeld kid. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, in in Friends, I don't know, you know, if you know, you know, but Monica, she is dating this guy who wants to be John the ultimate, Favreau. Yep. Yeah, the ultimate fighting yeah. champion. I know, I know that episode. Yeah, yeah, and I actually just watched it the other day, but she literally ends up breaking up with him because mm. he just gets so fucked up. I mean, he's obviously in like a but full he loses. body cast. Yeah, like I don't lose. <laughs> this is a different situation because John is amazing and he obviously what. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, like, I was like, you know what? I totally get it. I could not mm. watch. But that's so great, though. Like, she's I, obviously getting behind you. That's, yeah, and that, 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 that is a funny example. But, like, that example, that, that guy's delusional. <laughs> like, he's playing a delusional person who doesn't yeah. realise he's not good at it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah that's yeah. – I know – this, I don't want to sound arrogant. I know I'm good because yeah. I put in all of the work. Yeah. I know I will be good because I listen to everything yeah. that my coaches say and I absorb all of it as best I can Like, totally. and I try to apply it. Yeah. I don't just go in there and be like, yeah, bro, I'm hard, bro. You want to throw hands? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's that's where that comes from. But in terms of the support from my family – I've got an older sister. Okay. She is mad about it. She thinks it's sick. She's oh, she's cool. she's like, yeah, you, like cuz she's seen me training at home for a lot and yeah. like she she's always been like you got like she's Putting always in some crazy she's work. always like asked like what are you doing all this training for? Like are you going to use this? Yeah. Are you going to apply it to something? And for a while I didn't know if I was going to. And then like right. I said, once I started training under Diego, I had the switch. Um dad is kind of Dad is so supportive and he's like, yeah, mate, do it, do it. He's big on everything. He's like, go big with your band, go big with your fighting, do what you want to do in this life and just do it as committed as you can. Yeah. My mother, on the other hand, (laughs) um, she is not in love with the idea of her son being a fighter. Right. She, um, she, She puts education above everything else. Okay. So she's always been big on like, go to university, get a degree, Uh, get, you know, she's She's always harping on about it, but yeah, we've had a few conversations that have been tough. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think um, she understands. She understands. Yeah. I don't have not that there's no support, but I know in the back of her head, she will always be like, "I don't want to see my baby boy be a dumb thug who yeah. slugs it out in the cage for other people's entertainment." Totally, she's very much in that. Pool of thought. Yeah, okay. That must be tough. School of thought, not pool of thought. Yeah. I was like, what am I saying? Oh, whatever. But yeah, regardless, I have so much support elsewhere. Yeah. I'm like, mum, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. We can agree to disagree on one thing, you know? But it's also like, you know, like my dad's the exact same where it's like uni or nothing. Mm. Like I just felt like I'd been disowned when I 
well, I did go to uni for a little bit, but then I dropped out because I, I couldn't do it. I just yeah. didn't want to do it. But, you know, it was like almost like uni or nothing. Nothing it was like, wrong with dropping out of university. Nothing wrong with that. Let me just say I'm going to do a whole episode <laughs> on how you can actually survive yes. without, you know, because I feel like so many parents are like, if you don't go to uni, you're literally going to be a stripper and that's it. Like, it's, you know, this is the end of your life. It is literally a backwards way of thinking that they've just got ingrained in their brain yeah. from... But, like, uh, yeah, I get it. I get that they're like, no, you want the most opportunity. Yeah. And, and the most the most accolades provides the most opportunity. So education is everything. Like, yeah. set yourself up. You can literally do whatever you want. A hundred percent. Don't stress. Don't, like, yeah, that's the thing is, like, you know, and I know so many people with degrees. I have worked with so many people at Dan Murphy's. There are like four people with an architectural degree. Mm. Do you know how many of them don't have a job and are working at Dan Murphy's? Can I second that? (laughs) My sister has an architecture degree (laughs) and she's an interior designer. Yeah. Which has nothing to do do with with architecture. But she loves it. She loves her job. Yeah. And maybe she wouldn't have gotten that job without the degree. But at the same time, I know she could have done a great job at it regardless of having it. Yeah. It's just... It's one of those things. So, guys, what you want to take away from this is if you are studying to be an architect, drop out and start fighting. (laughs) Drop out right now because you're never going to get a job. You you are never going to make it. There are no opportunities in this life. She is a soul-sucking mistress. You have just wasted the past four years of your life. Sorry to tell you. But, yeah. Grow up. (laughs) Grow up. Don't go to the uni, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that, that must be tough. But, like, I definitely get it. But it is good, obviously, having, like, that kind of support anyways. Um, so, I want to touch on a few more things before we finish. So, what would you say to someone who is kind of even thinking about getting into, like, fighting or literally thinking about getting into anything? Like, even someone who's wanting to get into, like, gymnastics when they're, you know, in your 20s. You do show a lot of, like, motivation, but you also have, like, persistence there and you have become really successful at something that you started not that long ago. What would you say to someone who was like, fuck, maybe I kind of want to be a professional dancer or maybe I want to get into songwriting or whatever? Like, what would you kind of say to them? Look, first of all, I wouldn't say I'm very successful so I mean, far. Look, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's very there's a lot more to do. Yeah. There's a lot more to do. And I, yeah. I plan on being very successful, though. That's yeah. that's for sure. That's where my mindset is. But in regards to someone who wants to do anything that's, like, out of the norm for them, like, they think, oh, well, should I? Look, just do it. What's the word? Like, yeah. that. my advice would literally be just do it. Yeah. Just Shia LaBeouf um, or Nike, whichever you want to do. Um, It's one of those things where I can't stress it enough. If you don't do something that you want to do, you will spend the rest of your life regardless, even if it's only something that you can do it for 10 minutes and if you decide you don't like it. Yeah. At least you did it. At least you found out, you know. That's That's, so true. That's where where I was in fighting as well. I was like, I want to be the best at this. I'm going to try my hardest. Yeah. If I got like... If I got so let's say I had three fights, I got flogged all three, I'd go, you know what? Maybe I'm not that good. But yeah. at least I know now. Commit yeah. to something hard. I mean, go go big so you know whether or not you need to go home. Yeah. I think that's such a good way to say it because it's like there's so many people that just go, 
oh, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'd be that good at it. But it's like, how do you know unless you've done it? Mm. So I think that's amazing because it's like you could have just gone, oh, maybe I'll just like stay in like boxing gyms and not really kind of take it any further. Mm. But the fact that you did, I think that's super cool. And I think that's what I want people to take away from it as well is like just try it because Mm. you don't know that you could be like really successful. And I know you say that you're not that successful, but with what you have done, Mm. you definitely are. And that is really cool. And I think that's definitely like showing you that, you know, when you start when you're 18 or 19, you can actually, you know, you can still do stuff because I feel Mm. like people are like, oh, well, you know, I want to be, I want to be a singer, but I have never had singing lessons and I'm like 25. But it's like, that doesn't matter. Like if you want to do it, Mm. do it. That's, that's like, you're never too old. Yeah. to start something like there are people who don't start who don't find their like dream job until they're like 40 yeah. because they didn't know what they wanted to do and if you don't know what you want to do then don't do it like and if you do know what you want to do and you think you know what you want to do don't do it half-assed yeah because if you do it half-assed and you fail or you don't all you're gonna think is yeah i didn't really try yeah and you don't want to don't give yourself that out because then again later on in life you're like i should have gone as hard as i could on that mm-hmm. how many people do you know who are like oh yeah i could have been a sprinter in the olympics and like they yes, like they, they say these seriously. stories and they're like yeah i was real good at athletics as a kid but i just didn't really try because like it wasn't cool you know like yeah it, it, shut up yeah you're talking shit yeah you're talking shit you didn't have the mental strength no. to commit yourself to something yeah. because you were scared of failure a hundred percent. So shut up with that shit. Yeah. And just go as hard as you can. And yeah. if you do fail, you have nothing to hang your head about. Exactly. Because at least you can say that you've tried. Exactly. You know? And I think that's even better to be like, I tried instead of, oh, I would have been this. I could have been this. It's like, mm. but did you even try? Well, and what, what what good does that do? Like, what yeah. good does it do telling people? Yeah. Yeah, I could, dude, I could have been, oh, I could have been a mad player for the Socceroos, eh? I was so good at soccer. But yeah, I just, um, I just, uh. Just didn't really, really want to, you know? Like, you're talking shit. You yeah. were scared that you were going to fail. Yeah. And now you're working at Kmart mm-hmm. and you aren't a mm-hmm. fucking professional player. But and you you've got try. you've got an architecture degree and you're working at fucking Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got your architecture degree and you're like, fuck. Failed soccer player with an architecture degree working at Kmart. <laughs> but, yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's so important, and this is like why I wanted to do this episode. Obviously, I think it's so interesting about all of your like the fighting and everything, and like how you get into it because it's obviously crazy. Mm. But I think it is really important, like seeing you as well training really hard and everything like that. I think it just goes to show that if you actually want to do something, you can. It doesn't matter how old you are. And I know this is like a podcast of people in their twenties, but you know, if people are listening, they're a little bit older, like thirties, forties. Again, it's never too late like you actually can do whatever you want and even if you're not 100 percent successful it doesn't matter at least you can say you did it 100 percent success is only determined by 100 percent effort yeah if you fail by your standards but you still gave 100 percent effort there's still success there because yeah you've gotten your answer at least yeah if you like that's the worst not having an answer to something is the the least satisfying thing in the world yeah when you don't know something that you really want the answer to that's literally what life is we're like what is yeah. what is the point of all this yeah <laughs> fuck so me i don't whole, know our whole life is a pursuit of figuring things out yeah so go hard or don't go at all yeah that's no that's so true <laughs> and that's like yeah that's like such a way a good way to like finish it off hmm. 
And yeah, I mean, that's even like me with this podcast too. It's like, I tried to do this six million times. You've been talking about it for ages. I've been talking about it forever. <laughs> like a year now. Yeah. like so it's, si- it's, it's sick as well to see that's actually happening. Though. Yeah. and But it's like, I tried so many times and I'm useless with technology and I could have just given up. Like I did once and I was like, fuck this. I'm so bad. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to hire a producer. So I hired a producer and I've got the podcast now and I'm like, thank fuck, I and did. And that's, that's exactly it. You invested in yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm doing with all this time. Yeah. So it's it, the exact same thing. Yeah. You're going hard. Yeah. And you've you got to like, yeah, you kind of have to invest in yourself. Like you, it's not just going to come. Like obviously with your finding stuff as well, it costs you money and it mm. costs you time. But it's like, if you think that's worth it, that doesn't even matter. Like 100%. I don't even care how much I pay for my episodes and like for the producer because I'm doing what I want. If you're happy and you feel fulfilled, yeah. that is the most important thing. Yeah. That is how we achieve happiness in our lives. Yeah. Don't just go do some shit job and slave away so you have money to buy a house and that's like, you're sitting there at the back of your head thinking, I should just shoot myself. Yeah, like, literally. What's the point? Like counting down the hours until your shift ends and you could be like, oh, I could have done this. It's like, we'll fucking do it. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Now, we'd run out of time, but I'm going to put this link in the show notes because John does have a band, um, which I didn't know <laughs> like an hour ago, <laughs> but he does. And mm. it sounds really good. So if you guys like Skeggs, Ocean Alley, we'll put the link in the show notes so that you can go listen. They're actually great. And it's called Catchpole. Catchpole. Yeah. So what is your Instagram? Like plug your Instagram and everything so that people can find you if they want to follow you and kind of follow along with your journey and also your band as mm-hmm. well so that they can find you. So, um, yeah, the band is on Instagram, uh, Catchpole Band. So C-A-T-C-H-P-O-L-E Band. That's Easy. where you can find all that stuff. We have been a bit quiet the last year um, or the last two years, I guess, because of uh, a bunch of up and downs. But we will uh, hopefully be releasing an album uh, either early next year or end of this year. So amazing. Stay tuned, yeah. Definitely. And what is your Instagram handle? At daddy underscore ravioli <laughs> underscore MMA. So amazing. that's that's daddy D A D D I Ravioli MMA. Yes. And if you wanna yeah, like keep up with him, see what's going on. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you. See you guys next week. <laughs>